Welcome to start the okay. official Dunstan Chexian <laughs> podcast. As always, we're going to break down one minute of the 1996-8 film Dunstan Checks In and pair it with another feature film officially as sponsored and branded by Universal Pictures. Produced, produced as, as well. Always, they paid for this. <laughs> as always, we're I'm... Using, we're using equipment owned by Universal <laughs> Studios right now. I'm Lord Andrew. Even they st- I'm Diet Coke. And we have a special guest with us today. Maybe she has a Dunstan name. Maybe she does. She, I, I think she's side. forgotten uh, about both Dunstan names that she's made either time that she's been on this, this is our, show. This is our first uh, three, three peeps. Yeah. Welcome to the Three Timers Club. Ah. Yeah. You'll, you'll find your um, documents in the mail officiating this. Yeah. yeah. From Universal, yeah. I assume. Signed by From John Universal, Universal himself. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Co-signed by Andrew or I. Oh, I couldn't Either get both. Are allowed to? No. Well, yeah, I mean, you could, I guess. We could both sign it if you want to, but only one of us is necessary to have signed it for it to be legally binding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you'll find on the back of that paper um, what that entails for you and for mm-hmm. your four four bearers. Um, yeah. Yeah. First off, lifetime membership to the podcast. Oh no! You get a life, lifetime supply of. Uh, Dunstan checks of the official Dunstan checks in podcast, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and what that just means is that one of your friends like is a host and will call you up and say dumbass shit to you <laughs> once a week, which I think you'll find it is true that you do have that. Yeah, I already kind of. I feel like I've already locked into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about the Mighty Ducks today, Hell and we're also yes. talking about Minute Seventy Nine. This is all true. Yeah. Um, Lily, you're our guest. I don't know if we've officially intro intro. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't really, I didn't really give my name because I didn't have a a Dunstan name. It's smart not to give a name on this podcast. You don't want to be associated with it. If you want us to like introduce you as a, I don't know what the podcast equivalent of Alan Smithy Uh is, but uh uh huh. Uh-huh. If you want your name removed from this project, we'll understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just uh just call me um just call me Carly Ray Jepson. Mm. Carly Ray Jepson. <laughs> very exciting guest today. Uh, do you want us to call you Carly, Carly Ray, Ms. Jepson? Uh uh CRJ Carly Ray or um Lord of Emotion. Okay. Mm. Got it. Um you know what I've, has occurred to me about this podcast, Andrew? And I guess CRJ, this is for you as well. <laughs> yeah. What is that? You know, we were you and I, Andrew, mm. were uh, we're not so different. You and I, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, we began our journey as podcast co-hosts, hosting a community podcast, a podcast about the television show Community. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with this show, especially, we have really endorsed, uh, endorse, that's not the word I'm looking for, we have really taken on a very Greendale energy about <laughs> ourselves. It's interesting. Um, first of all, I'll never be like you. And second of all, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can only agree. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Minute 79, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Lionel Spaulding's here. Lionel Spaulding is is uh, has arrived. Before we even get to Lionel Spaulding, yeah, really, let's. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, the first thing we see, which is uh, Mrs. Dubrow. And again, Dubrow. Thank you. I love that one. The first thing we notice about her is that she is it almost like an like an intentional face mask of of what we are led to believe is cake that uh, it doesn't, doesn't look like any cake I've seen. Mm-hmm. This movie's made by perverts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't look like cum, no. which is what it seems to be that you're, you're no, 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 uh, no, no, no. insinuating. That's not what I'm saying. There's, there's cake people, though. You know? Oh, there are cake people. Yeah, but would cake people like this? Because it's it's like it's not cake. You know? What I, I mean? feel like there's a moment coming up that cake people would really like, but we'll get to that when we get I to mean, it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, she has what it looks like you know, like in movies when they do like an avocado mask, uh-huh. uh, mm. but mm. pink instead of green, is what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Um, she also has sandwich on her head. Oh my god, Why she not? does. Why though? 
Why does she have a sandwich on her? Where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, we can't just ask I what don't not. Remember uh, that. Maybe it's maybe it's um, you know, like how cakes have layers. It's like two parts of the cake layer are on her head. No, there's, there's a, a toothpick. Tooth it. It's a sandwich. There is a toothpick. Thought, wasn't that her hat? Didn't she have a hat like that? See, my first thought was, is this toothpick some kind of weird uh, hair accessory? Mm. I noticed the toothpick first. And then I took a closer look and I'm like, no, there's a whole ass sandwich on her head. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking back at a previous minute now. Yeah, and this as of the last minute, her hair only has like um, flowers in it. And then literally it... Uh, it cuts away for a second, and when it cuts back, she has a whole sandwich in her hair. Oh, there's a... No, wait. There's a... Okay, so there's a sandwich-like element to the hairpiece now that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. This is so complicated. This is weird. Okay. Where... Oh, God. This is so confusing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she has the sandwich on her head when Dunstan initially tackles her into the cake. Okay. I'm going... I'm just going back now. Yeah. I'm sorry, but y'all are going to have to follow me on this journey. Um, I believe I have arrived at her original hairpiece. Um, but now Mr. Grant and uh, Mr. Rutledge are uh, sparring in the kitchen, so I can't get a good look. Um, Mr. Grant and his senator from the South, Mr. Rutledge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not a good look at Mrs. Dubrow. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, so prior to any of the fracas, she just she has no no color in her. It's, she just has like a uh, like silver or you know like jewels in her hair. Okay. You know, um, no flowers or anything like that. That is still the case when uh, Buck Lafarge goes to shoot Dunstan. Lionel Spaulding takes a dart to the ass. We got the egg through the strainer, looking for the gun. Um, when we next see Mrs. Dubrow, she's on the go- she's on the floor going for the gun, and. I'm, she I, now I'm has something loving in her this hair. Dunstan play-by-play. <laughs> yeah. So when we next cut to Mrs. Dubrow, she is she has gone from having nothing in her hair to having the offending object in her hair as she goes for, <laughs> goes for the gun. Um, but yeah, and that's all that's all I have. I've come to the end of my journey, and I don't mm. have any more information. I'm sorry. Wow. So it wasn't a sandwich. Well, it might be a sandwich, but what we do know is that it was added to her hair, like in between shots. Mm. We we didn't see it get added to her hair. It was it was not there. We cut away. We cut back, and it was there. That's the information that I. Maybe have. it's her falling into a K cat. A K cat falling a into cat, a like cake a cat, cat named uh, Katie or something. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Mm. This is a, a feline that's addicted to ketamine, like a cake cat. Is <laughs> that what you're saying? Falling into a cake hat. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Like when you're going to fall into a cake, you put on a certain hat. So that it doesn't mess up your hair? Well, or so you look stylish while you do it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I always want to uh, look it's stylish. Not a hat, though. It's well, just I... a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. It's but... okay. It's okay. I just always <laughs> want to look my best when I'm falling into cake. That's for true. weirdos on if the you, internet. That's the one time. Yeah, because you know all the weirdos are going to have their eyes on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdos are, you know, they're an influential uh-huh, block. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You should um, see their anyway. version of People magazine uh, <laughs> where they go, who um, wore it best while smashing a cake <laughs> underneath them? <laughs> that's very funny. And I don't have an add-on, so I'm just going to say what I have to say next about the yep. minute. What I will say, I noticed, the sandwich gets added to her hair at that point. The toothpick does not get added to her hair until this minute. Mm. Um, or until just before, just like in the closing seconds of the last minute, I should say. Maybe Dunstan um, put the toothpick there. The point is, the sandwich and the toothpick are both added separately in between shots that we don't see, and yet they're obviously related to each other in some way. Well, I think maybe, so how do we rectify that in our minds? Maybe, like, what happened Maybe here? Dunstan saw the hat was falling and added the toothpick. There's no hat. I need you to lose the idea of a hat. At no point is she wearing a hat. She's wearing, like, a almost tiara-like figure, um, and then there's a sandwich, and a, like a finger sandwich even, not a full sandwich, mm-hmm. just added on its own. I'm I'm fully refusing to go and, and check the footage. That I hope you know that. <laughs> I have the footage in front of me. It looks like perhaps the sandwich was speared by the tiara, but I don't know. I don't know continuity wise how they would have arranged uh, come to a point where the sandwich was in there, and the and the toothpick was added later. Mm-hmm. Like I get the sandwich being added between shots. That's a mistake. It happens, but 
the toothpick being added later is really it's you know if i'm colombo that's my one more thing that i'm coming back to ask about that's fair I will not let this podcast move on until we solve the sandwich. That's I not true. We can move on. I still believe it's part of the cake somehow. Mm. I mean, I'm willing to entertain this theory. I just don't see. I just don't see evidence for. It. I, I don't see how that could be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check in on the goofs section of IMDb. Oh, it's got to be there if, for sure. If they've got any uh, info they can, can offer us, can you make sure to add it if it's not there? That needs to be added officially by us, the um, official podcast of Dunstan Checks. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's one goof here. Uh, the cake on Mrs. Dubrow. Ca- Mrs. Dubrow, Dubrow's uh, gown. God, when you throw a gown in after her name, it's really hard to do my job. Uh-huh. Um, the cake on Mrs. Dubrow, Dubrow's gown changes between shots. Um, so they might. I feel like there's an argument to be made that like the sandwich would be included in that goof, just as like a that's like a category goof. Um, this one just says the bandage on Dunstan's hand. That's not even a complete sentence. Um, yeah, that's all we have on this scene. There's only uh, five goofs lifted, uh, listed here. Yeah, you gotta you know? lift five goofs every time you watch the movie. Um, only five goofs listed. I have to believe there's more than that. Uh, we've got one audio visual unsynchronized goof and four continuity errors. You know, I think it, it, we've had one goof per minute at least. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, have y'all have y'all tried to uh, to flex your connections over at uh, at Universal and get uh, Adrian Hamelian Mangine on this show um, yet? No, we were actually. Um, <laughs> is, is that the script supervisor yeah, for the film? Yeah, yeah, that oh, is. I thought that was the so wardrobe. <laughs> we are actually we're and there are certain details we can't legally that we're not allowed to discuss. Uh-huh. But the setup is actually this podcast actually technically counts towards community service <laughs> for certain individuals that work at Universal Pictures. Oh. Um, this was sort of funded uh, and, 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 and commissioned uh, as a result of a court case. Mm-hmm. We That's can either, all I can yeah, say. We can neither confirm nor deny any of the interns involved in this podcast are a part of that description. Okay. Um, that's, that's, all we're, that's all we can say. Um, so they don't they don't we don't exactly have a lot of pull there i guess gotcha. is what i'm gotcha, saying. gotcha 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 we are sort of we are sort of uh we are hired help to to carry out the will of the state okay in a sense. okay okay i um, i this this podcast has always had a, a an air of kind of like a like a state ordered execution so uh yeah, that yeah, does like make sense legal to me <laughs> Yeah, as as long as we like meet the legally required minimums for a podcast about this show, um, <laughs> that that's all. That's really all Universal cares about. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. So we are the first line in the minute. We, are, we have been recording for thirty minutes, <laughs> and we are one second into this minute. Yeah. Well, thank Mrs. Dubrow's K Cat for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a hat. <clears throat> It's not a cake, even. It's probably a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go on. Um, Now, the end of the last minute, it sounded like we cut off a part of what Lionel Spaulding was saying. Because I don't hear the end of the word he was saying in the last minute, in the beginning of this minute. Maybe I'm just... There's There's a bit of loss that occurs. Like, there's like a half second that occurs right on the dot of audio that we just lose uh, by nature of the format. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think that is perhaps where Lionel Spaulding uh, finished. That's where, his, uh, where Shuns his, comes in. His monologue, yeah. <laughs> um, because then he says, you've managed to go from a five-star hotel, and then something happens to him. He, he gets yeah. sleepy mid-sentence. Well, because he's been hit with the he's been hitting the ass with the tranquilizer. Dog. Yeah, which that was only maybe two minutes ago, movie time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says to a one star hotel, and then he begins to fall, and he says good night. Yeah, when we cut to Mrs. Dubrow, Dubrow during this, she does truly look deranged. She has a sort of frozen smile that, uh, in, in in combination with the with the frosting on her face, and that's I'm gonna call it frosting because it's not cake; it's just pure frosting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She looks crazed, which is something that I've said in previous minutes as well. But uh, Mrs. Dubrow, Dubrow, really uh, unraveling here. Uh, and Lionel Spaulding has just given her the worst news she could hear. Yeah, she's now rating under like, uh, she's like lower than a friggin, uh, you know? She's at a best Western. A best Western. Oh, <laughs> a La Quinta. Yeah, La Quinta. What's the one I was trying to remember? Is there such thing as a La Habra Inn, or am I just thinking of a specific hotel? You might in the city just be thinking of a specific yeah, hotel. Yeah. Yeah. A Motel 6. Right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Mrs. Dubrow, her whole thing in this movie has been she wants that six star from the Le Mans Traveler. Mm-hmm. And she's just, it's just been revealed to her that that, not only is she not getting a six star, mm-hmm. she's losing four stars. Mm. Yeah. You hate uh, to and say then, it. rough. And then. Lionel Spaulding falls upon her and yeah. they land on the cake. And this is just... And this is a moment that I, that I think that Lily is about to describe. It's just it's just perverted. It's just... <laughs> it's, it's... There's a real... There's um, an eruption of what the film would like us to believe is cake innards, but which is really That's like... That's not what cake innards look like. It almost it almost has the consid- like the look of wet cement. Yeah, I don't even oh, yeah. think it's pure frost. I don't know what I don't know what uh, I don't know who the prop master on this movie was. But I think. I think <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I say that I think John Cena probably said something homophobic <laughs> ten years ago on our podcast, it's outrageous. But if you just fully accuse the prop, the innocent until as far as we know, prop master. Oh my of this god film of being a pervert that's okay. okay first of all i'm pretty sure people are going to hear episode this episode before they hear the one that you're the episode of bmm that you're referring to and second of all i think we have very clear evidence that someone perverted was involved with the making of this shot and y- yours was just complete con- circumstantial conjecture I don't think that it is perversion that led to what happened here today. I Absolutely think, I not. think what happened I think what happened here was laziness and someone like had some like cheap shit lying around there like, yeah, I can add some baking soda to this and, and get what they need for this shot. No uh, that accent changed from five different things while I said it. Sorry to everyone for that. It's not just the gross stuff. It is an uppity white woman being <laughs> pinned by an asleep larger man into a pile of sticky gooey pink stuff that's that there's no way that you get from conception to execution to including it in the final sh- cut of your movie without perverts being involved at at least several steps I disagree. I, I think what is happening here is a, is, is a sense of confirmation bias. This scene happens to check a lot of what we all know to be common porn categories on the internet. But you look at a situation where you've got a movie being made and they cast Faye Dunaway because she's a well-respected uh, act- actress uh, who can who is, at this point has fallen in stardom enough that they can get her for cheap. You cast Glenn Shaddix because he is known for you know doing these little character actory funny roles in films which is hypothetically what this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you have a fucking lazy kids movie script with a a cheap accidental tranquilizer gag which is a common trope just in film Mm -hmm. and you put all that together and it just naturally leads to a scene like this and then you have a prop master who's like they want a giant cake but a, a real cake that big would be super fucking expensive i'm just gonna craft something that i know will vaguely resemble cake for the finished shot and then all those, you know, it's a perfect storm of elements, I'll grant you, and it, and it results in a moment that I think will make certain perverts very happy, but I don't think necessarily that that anyone had to have, anyone involved in the making of this scene had perverted attempts. Now, Glenn Shaddix is the kind of gay man that I would think would see this and be like, 
oh, I, I know there are some weirdos out here that like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's highly possible that these straight people who don't have the internet because it's 1994 making this scene, and not listen, not to say, listen, whatever. We don't need to get into discourse about whether or not gay people know more about weird shit on the they internet. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But the point is, I think it is entirely conceivable that this scene could have just organically occurred as a confluence of circumstances. I I will I will defer to the hosts of the official Dunstan Checks In podcast. Um, this is not my turf, um, but uh, uh, I will say that I'm being a lot more understanding than I was about, uh, than you were, about just uh, unfounded accusations of homophobia towards somebody who is, uh, by all accounts, a very nice man. And to know what we're talking about, you'll have to listen to the Big Match Minute on the Noise Space Network. Yes, noisespace.xyz. Every Sunday. Dietcoke.cool. Diet <laughs> Everyone ever. <laughs> All right. Andrew, I'm sorry. I feel like uh, Lily and I have kind of boxed you out on this, no, this discussion I, you sometimes. Know, when, I, when you reached minute three of describing the cake... <laughs> I I realized there's no there's no need for me to interject. It's all there. It's all out there. Um, I mean, Andrew could exist as a tiebreaker. I am just to throw that out there if we were to put that yoke on his shoulders. But um, I mean, bef- I mean, before uh, Diet Coke started uh, the ca- the cake tirade heard around the world, the I was going to agree with you, Lilith. Yet. Uh, now, it, I'm, I'm, I, for I am tired and have nowhere to sleep. Uh-huh. Okay, but I have a point, right, Andrew? I, um, I mean, you've convinced me, and yet also I do think what what seals the deal is the number of seconds that are that the camera lingers on mm-hmm. Mrs. Dubrow struggling underneath mm-hmm. Lionel Spaulding. Okay, in that instance, then the editor is the pervert and okay. not the prop master. Well, there was a pervert somewhere. <laughs> there was a this, pervert this movie, somewhere. Uh, has, I guess has turned into Find the Pervert, and that's... <laughs> I think never a, knew it would come to that. I think a lot of behind the... Like, if you go into a lot of movies that are marketed for kids and start looking at the behind the camera crew, I think there is a very... There's very often a game of Find the Pervert that has to happen, unfortunately. All I'm saying is if Jeffrey Bogus ever needs a lawyer, apparently he can count on me to really show up for him. <laughs> he was property master on exactly one film, and it was Dunstan's Checks In. I was wow, looking at film, the... Uh, I wonder what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, whether or not he was a pervert, we can agree he didn't do good work. <laughs> <laughs> he did bad work and thing, also ultimately. was a pervert. In the court of public opinion, he's already lost. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think we have sufficient evidence to prove that he was a pervert. Somebody was. Somebody so, was. The final thing somebody, that we see perhaps somebody was. The final thing that we see mm-hmm. is that Dubrow. I mean, the other thing the other thing is, huh. you know, it's the nineties. Slime was huge. Like you see a you see a, a that doesn't a mean it wasn't pervert. I mean, true. Maybe 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 slime was like maybe slime is just like historically regarded as one of the greatest successes of the pervert community. I think yeah, that, that, was, that it that is. Was, that was pervert going mainstream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I I think slime is cool and fun, but it's I don't think it's sexual. So I guess I'm a, I don't know. I guess I'm a mark. I guess these perverts uh, won these the perverts over. got you. Eh. Mrs. Dubrow is, right. is pinned to the cake yes. by Lionel Spaulding. And we see a, another large piece of cake fall off of the top, kind of avalanche style. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like you need to have that. Like that's like the sign falling down in Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Like you need to have a little bit of extra fall right before well, you get Well, okay. The, the other thing about that is that I take that to be it falls on her and she stops struggling. So the cake has defeated her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I listen at this point? Can I say something controversial? <laughs> like you haven't already. <laughs> this whole episode has been controversy, but go ahead. 
I think that cake, as much as it doesn't look like cake, I'm a famous cake hater. I, I think cake is bad in most oh, regards. Here we go. I think this cake, as much as it doesn't look like a cake, it does look good to eat yeah. to me. You only ever want to eat the gross things in the movies we're talking about. <laughs> uh. You want to eat the fungus? <laughs> you want to eat yeah. this not cake? The fungus looks good. There was a, I was, hey, I've been recently watching for the first time a show called Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I asked my friend, my best friend Lilith at one point, which character I was most like, and she said Sokka for sure. And then there was a point where they're in a cave and there's a fungus that looks <laughs> like the fungus in the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And Sokka immediately tries to eat it. So I guess that's uh, the proof's in the pudding. Yep. You know? yep. Uh, or in this case, the fungus. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so then we see um, Lord Rutledge from behind mm-hmm. uh, being apprehended. Um, and we get this piece of ADR that is perhaps the most ADR as ADR has ever been in this film. Yeah. Uh, get your hands off me. He, he kind of shouts, but then when yeah. he turns, his tone is immediately different and matching his lips now, he says, oh, it's been a terrible misunderstanding. Yeah. I would, I'm going to challenge the idea that that's among the worst ADR in the movie only because I feel like it's been worse. But it's not good here. You're not wrong about that. I mean, you, ha- you, I, I, I would like to see the evidence, and yet, it all, <laughs> all ADR is pretty bad in this movie. Yeah, true. I have a question about the one of the cops in this movie. Mm-hmm. Is that Brad Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> I thought one of them looked familiar, and I guess that could be why. One of the cops looks so much like Brad Garrett to me. And and um, I I want you to know that I took this note while I was talking to you all during the pre-show of this, mm-hmm. um, and because I was talking to y'all, and because and because perhaps I have enjoyed some stuff tonight. Um, what I wrote down is Brad Raymond brother plays a cop. Yeah, that that checks call, out to me. I, I wanna... couldn't remember his last name, so I called him Brad Raymond brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. That's what I would do in the same situation. I don't see the problem here. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of this cop because he looks so much Brad, like Brad Garrett, and then we'll move on, okay? Okay. Well, I'm already moving on. The <laughs> <laughs> um, He is trying you know, to... It seems like I'll he's... I'll post this uh, image in show notes in our Discord okay, as well, sh- by the way. Sure. It seems like he, you know, he says it's been a terrible misunderstanding. He says something like, if, if you let me call my lawyer, we can work this out, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then he notices Dunstan and Kyle sitting off to the side. And he gives a real, like, sad look to Dunstan. And he says, Dunstan, how could you? Is he yeah. really sad here? Is this sadness? Is this true? No, I think I think in some way he is trying to work the guilt engine on Dunstan. Mm. Um, you know what? I have to say, I've now seen the image of Brad Garrett, cop. That is weird. Oh, I guess I did send it to you. I I was working on posting it in show notes, so I thought I hadn't sent it to you, but I guess I did. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to say... He does look like Brad Garrett, right? I want to say another thing, though. He also looks looks like that other man. What other man? Who played a cop in Ant-Man. What was that man's name? What? Paul Rudd? No, the cop. In a way, I know he's like a robber in the film but in a way when he joined the avengers he became a cop okay, yeah 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 yeah. but you <laughs> listen to the words that i'm saying <laughs> okay in the film uh ant-man's ex-wife begins dating a cop i was it bobby cannavale it was bobby cannavale this guy looks a little like bobby cannavale <laughs> i disagree with that i think he's far more in the brad garrett variety well we both agree that he looks like a very italian person i guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, he, what does he think the guilt engine will do to Dunstan? I think uh, I think it's just pure spite. I think he just wants to make Dunstan feel bad. Mm. Because then, um, while he's saying this to Dunstan, the the cop on the other side, the not Brad Garrett, Bobby Cannavale cop, he has a really like pure reaction to this of just <laughs> he does of just kind of like confusion and like. He's upset that he's having to witness this, which is, I mean, yeah. every person in the theater is also having the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, and this this experience, this uh, what I'm about to pitch is uh, 
based on my own father's experience many a time. Can you, Mia, imagine being the parent that takes your kid to see Dunstan Checks In and your kid loves it and you are cursed with the mm. awareness that your kid is a fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like my dad went through that a few times also. Yeah, my dad, my grandpa both went through that a lot. <laughs> Not me. specifically with Dunstan Checks In, but yeah, like... Thank you, Papa, for pretending you didn't hate the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen oh, in yeah, 2003 yeah, yeah, when you yeah. took me to see it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Polly, I think, was a big one of those for my dad. Oh, I like, I, I remember liking Polly, but I haven't seen it yeah. in many, many years. Yeah, yeah. It's not good, but uh, I liked it when I was a kid because I was a stupid yeah. little kid. Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh, yes, for my dad as well, for sure. Uh-huh. I want to rewatch that though because I do like Ang Lee. I, I actually if I hear would, it like. I wonder if it holds up. It 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 it's mixed on how it ages. Like it can't. If you go into it with the right mindset, it can be good. Perhaps I will. And I mean, you seem to be an expert into going into <sighs> old movies that aren't very well received with the right mindset. So, uh. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, I guess. I, I, wow. Okay. I, guess? I was I was afraid that it was this the Mighty Ducks was forgotten about. Okay, so <laughs> I'll um, never forget Dunst- about the ducks. <laughs> Dunstan and Kyle's response to this is to blow the raspberries, you know, yes. the stick out the blow tongue. classic raz. Yeah. Razzed them. Then while uh, Lord Rutledge is being led away, mm-hmm. suddenly another face appears on screen. Uh, it's Buck Lafarge. Uh, Lafarge in charge, yeah, yeah. thank you. Not in charge, though, actually. Well, now he's, yeah, he's, he's fallen a rank. He asks specifically, he says, may I call you Dunstan? And Dunstan's reaction it's- to this is to shake his head no. Yeah, he says that no. isn't that I don't know. was really interesting for me. <laughs> yeah, I because I don't know, I don't know what else you would call Dunstan. I also don't know like what, I don't know what that's, I don't know what it's supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a weird moment. You're supposed to refer to him as Mister Checks In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um. So Dunton shakes his head no, and then he starts explaining, oh, I'm sorry, it was nothing, you know, personal. I hope you'll forgive me, because he was just trying to shoot Dunstan with the sleeping dart and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was just business. Yeah, and then Dunstan I, and then punches. I would like to know, uh, and then I would like to talk about the Mighty Ducks. Interesting. <laughs> now... Let's let's all be honest here. Yes. Yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. My friend Lily yes. loves the movie The Mighty so Ducks. So much. <laughs> and I said that I would pick it for an episode of Dunstan as an excuse to have her on the podcast <laughs> so she could talk about the movie Mighty Ducks. Quack, 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 quack. And then I realized that we were almost at the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> So I looked at the ones I had left, and I was like, well, which of these most fits the Mighty Ducks? And this was as close as I got. You couldn't tell me. I love you so much. You could have picked a a credits minute. That would have been fine. (laughs) No. No, I couldn't have, Andrew. I picked this minute because, because. Because, because. Because of. I think it's a very, it's a very Gordon Bombay attitude. Yes to say you it wasn't personal it was just business but you're you're just saying whatever you can say to make the person forgive you mm-hmm. that's a very pre-awakening gordon bombay move and also weirdly post-awakening uh, gordon bombay move when he goes through the exact same emotional arc in d2 well i haven't seen d2 so i sorry can't speak i, on I that. just i'm a big fan of the whole series <laughs> i'm excited to uh, uh, all right. well you know whatever Also, the other re- the reason I initially picked this was, and I didn't mention it earlier because I felt like this was, if you can believe it, I felt like this was a stronger connection to Mighty Ducks than what I initially picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial reason that I picked this is because um, when Mrs. Dubrow has the cake face, um, it's like it's almost like she's wearing a hockey mask <laughs> in terms of how much of her face is covered. 
I like that one better. A regular Goldberg right there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's talk about the friggin' Mighty Ducks. Can I, can I say quack, something that... Quack, um, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> that has always uh, slightly bothered me about this movie, and then I finally got an answer that satisfied me. What's that? Okay. The man's name is Gordon Bombay. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yes, and then I found the answer. Okay. There was an original draft of this film before it was a kid's movie where it was a lot darker and about how he he was alcoholic, and they thought to name him after two brands of gin. Oh. Uh, and Bombay. Huh. Huh. Um, I mean, they I did still this... leave the part in at the very beginning where the protagonist of the children's movie uh, is openly drinking beer behind the wheel of an automobile. <laughs> yeah. So that's... Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Andrew, what was your prior... But you had that issue, obviously. Mm-hmm. I... But what... Uh, did you like this film prior to the, yeah, watching yeah, this? Yeah, sure. Did you know... I, I, okay. I watched it as a kid. I liked it then. I hadn't watched it since. Really? You were obviously a big fan. Big fan as a kid. Still love it. Like, I've seen it several times. Uh, twice now in the past, like, year. Because um, I reconnected this with was, it recently. Yeah. This was the first time in my life I'd ever seen it. Wow. wow. What do you think? Well, Lily. Yeah? I love you, and you're my best friend, and I know that you love this movie. I don't want to step on your... I don't want to offend you. You know, but I I have to be honest uh-huh. with myself and with the world uh-huh. and with the audience of the official Dunson Checks okay. in podcast, All right. and say that I fucking loved it. Oh, it was so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting so ready to like tear your face off. <laughs> I've been planning that swerve all day. <laughs> Um, no, I thought it kicked ass. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that I like this. this is a Stephen Brill film. Uh-huh. Stephen Brill, of course, uh, wrote uh, Heavyweights. Yes. As well, another beloved childhood film of mine. Uh-huh. And Robert Taylor, a movie which I didn't love in theaters, but yeah. I, certain people I follow on Twitter are strong Dilbert, Dilbert, Dilbert Taylor. Dilbert Taylor. <laughs> Taylor apologist, and I kind of want to revisit it, okay. to be honest. My point is... I've been a known enjoyer of the works of Stephen Brill, so it makes sense that I enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. The star of the, the the like main kid in Heavyweights is one of the ancillary ducks as yes. well. Um, also, my favorite heavyweight is um, the the goalie in this film. Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. Uh, recently arrested for possession of methamphetamine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also Sorry had a really uh, iffy match with the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. What? what? Really? <laughs> It's, cause, is this true? Wait, I, I'm talking about Bill Goldberg. No. Oh. <laughs> For God's sake. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know this. No, yeah, um, like the Goldberg who is a professional wrestler, Emily. Diet Coke. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I was thinking of the real world man whose name is Sean Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really anyway. easy one to sell you. Um, <laughs> I thought The Mighty Ducks was a great it's film. So I good. really enjoyed it. Um Thank you for pressuring me into watching it, Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about it. How do you know what 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 is there to talk about about the Mighty Ducks? Um, I mean, there's so many good things. Um, I love like I love any any kids movie about a like like I don't know a team. Like I think I think that professional teams like sorry. I think professional team sports. Uh, uh, like. Or I, I think team sports in general exist. Uh, they're not that entertaining as like a thing to actually see and watch, um, but they're great as like a backdrop for like, you know, this kind of you know drama. Um, I would agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love sports movies, but I don't give a shit about I, sports. <laughs> I love sports movies. Don't give a shit about sports. I especially love sports. Kids movies. Yes. So it makes sense that I like this. I love Sandlot, hijinks. The big green. Oh my god. The little giants. Come on. Oh, I mean, now you're just you're just naming the hits. I mean, come on. <laughs> I wonder if the little giants holds up. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember loving the it. The big green was. Uh, the big green. I yeah, that's a great. That movie. one. Uh, uh, the one of the fields used in that movie was my middle school. Wow. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um. 
I don't remember if it's Miriam Dabo or the other Dabo sister that's in uh, the Big Green, but uh, mm. I feel like the Dabos didn't get a fair shake. I feel like they were good in every single thing they were in, and they just kind of mm-hmm. weren't in a lot of stuff post nineties. But I'm I'm here for the Dabo sisters. Yeah. Do you do either of you know? What I'm I don't. No, I, I don't. No idea who these people are. So Miriam Dabo, and then she has a sister. I I don't think they're twins, but they look like extremely alike. Um, one of them was the Bond girl in one of the um, in one of the Timothy oh. Dalton Bond movies, mm. and one of them was the sister on the Wonder Years. Um, they, those both might have been the same one. I'm not a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. but I know that anytime either of them is in a movie like The Big Green or like the James Bond movie they were in or on the Wonder Years, they were always great. And uh, and and the, and I think it's a shame that that society has forgotten the Davos. Okay, so you're saying to remember the Davos. Yeah, right. I'm saying much like Jake Cisco, I love a Dabo girl. Okay, I don't get it. I don't. That get was it a either. great joke for somebody. Dabo was a gambling game played on the TV show Deep Space Nine. Jesus they were run Christ. by Dabo girls, and there was one storyline where Jake Cisco, Captain Jeremy Cisco's son, not Captain, he was commander of a space station, but his son uh, was date his like seventeen-year-old son was dating like a twenty-year-old Dabo girl. That was a weird storyline. How story much further can we like? But it dig. just made it just made the pun work. <laughs> so the Mighty Ducks. Yes. <laughs> Um, the, I'm so sorry. I don't Andrew. think they originated this idea of the um, the uninterested coach forced mm-hmm. to bond with a team, but it certainly no. That's the bad news bears. That's yeah. what. That's the bad news bears. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I, I'd never seen the bad news bears, but I assumed that was part of what that was, right? Yeah. I uh, like the the well. The thing about the Walter Matthau bad news bears is that it, a lot of it is very good and a lot of it is very problematic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there you got the Billy Bob Borton, Billy Bob <laughs> Thornton mm-hmm. uh, bad news bears, which is just bad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's you know it's you know if you if you can ignore certain parts of the movie, it's good. Yeah. Mm, much like life. Yes. <laughs> um, so because I, I, I you know obviously this kind of. Uh, this kind of storytelling reiterates itself over and over, but you know, the magic of this film mm-hmm. is kind of um, in, in a lot of the, the acting in uh, like a character like Hans. Yes. Who is the, Oh, I love yeah, Hans. It's, it's such an odd character and yet he's perfect every mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, all, like so many of the kids like nail it. Um, mm-hmm. I love, uh, the kid who plays Charlie, obviously. I mean, you know, he yeah, he kind of he kind of he kind of anchors anchors the movie. Joshua uh, Jackson, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Is, jo- it is Joshua Jackson. That's right. Um, he. Grew Why up, do I know that name? He's an adult up, actor who's who still works today. Uh, he he, play, he he was in uh, he was in Fringe, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Fringe. Oh, I don't yeah. care for that yeah. show one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the kid who played Adam, the the one who was uh, he started out on the Hawks, and then like there was the weird redistricting thing that uh, mm. I I you know the movie portrayed as like Gordon sticking up for the kids. I f- th- felt was a pretty shitty move on his part, uh, pretty pretty <laughs> thoroughly. Uh, I mean, listen, it seems it, maybe it's a shitty move, but also it's like I don't know, like. Uh, I feel like that kid. I feel like it was good for that kid's like development. Oh, yeah. that he was on the ducks mm-hmm. instead of the mm-hmm. which I think pays like, off more thoroughly when you get into D two when he's actually like, you know, has to like learn about white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was you know yeah. whatever, that was the underlying theme, uh-huh. right? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um, the kid who plays um, what's his? Oh, I'm forgetting the 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 character's name. But the the fucking it, lurch the kid, kid who like you know smashes up Gordon's oh, windows. Uh, the Fulton. Fulton. Yeah, Fulton. Fulton. Yes. Fulton mm-hmm. Keen. Fulton rules. Um, Wait, who would later go on to uh, be in Daredevil's Netflix's Daredevil's? Oh, Foggy that's Nelson. right. He totally was. Um, and again, he gets a really good turn. Uh, he he like has a he ha- he has a little buddy um, in uh, in D two, and they're just two fucking shitheads who listen to hair metal and beat people up on the ice. <laughs> that rules. In the second one, <laughs> it rules. rules. It rules so hard. Uh, DC, we got it. We like. I, I, you don't need to have me on for a th- fucking fourth episode to talk about D2. We should just watch D2 together sometime. Yeah, let's watch a fucking D2. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. I do. I I do want to um, talk about because I thought the redistricting thing was odd, just mm-hmm. because I didn't know that's how little leagues worked. It's how peewee leagues work. Okay, I think and that's specifically. Also, yeah. It seemed like it was. It was trying to draw. It, there was. There was like two things they were trying to do with that. The mm-hmm. the first thing was obviously um, for Bombay to realize he would have been a duck. Yes. Based on the redistricting. Yes. So it's like internalizes him as like, I am a duck, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the second thing was I thought they were just trying to play up, you know, he's a lawyer, so he knows how to like lawyer around. Yeah. You you say you say that second part, especially like it's a bad thing, but I don't I, I think I think that work I think it works well for both of us. Like I think it was a good call to put in the movie. Well, I except think. when it gets to the his boss at big lawyer firm incorporated and his bit, his boss is getting involved in a dispute with the little league because the dad wants his son well, on the other team. Well, because his dad is know, his I friend. Think that puts a... his, his dad is like an old friend because they're all like old connected white dudes. No, yeah, I think that I think that really gives the movie an opportunity to have like good politics mm-hmm. for a second and talk about how old rich white dudes just pass things on to their shitty sons yeah. and just continue this dynasty because like they they were the most morally uh, you know, uh, flexible and willing to fuck over people yeah. a long time ago. So they instill those values in their kids and their money in their kids. And that's how the whole goddamn shitty situation uh, perpetuates itself. I just, I think that. And I thought, I, go I, ahead. I don't know. I thought that it was, I thought, I, I, I really like that element of the plot, actually. I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear you both say that it, it was a bad here, thing because I, I, to me, that's like Gordon Bombay. Maybe he didn't realize he was doing this, but, you know, kind of forcing his way in to break the cycle and using his lawyer skills to do that, like using his lawyer skills for good. I uh, I really liked that element of the movie. Here's 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 my issue with it. Um, I think that, you know, because well, Duckworth is the one who originally made the call, like, Gordon, you got to be more of a person. Um, you got to go, you know, do a bunch of community service, coach this... Uh, 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 yeah. Wee hockey team, and then to have him, you know, turn around and be like, you know, I guess you know, there, there, there's complexity See, there, but I feel like I, I, I actually really like that because it, it, I don't know, to me that is, uh, that is a that is a well drawn mm-hmm. illustration of how people will, uh, you know, essentially pay lip service mm-hmm. to a cause that they yep, think is I important. We'll, we'll try to look like a good person, but if you really, if you dig any deeper, you realize that's not the case. I, I, I really enjoy that element of the film. I actually, you know, you've sold me on it. I think it comes off <laughs> a little weird on first blush, but then if you, if you like, if you kind of dig deeper into it, uh, into really the politics of the whole thing, um, it, it does work out. I think maybe I just didn't expect that from the Mighty Ducks. Um, but that's, no, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's my why mistake. I love the Mighty Ducks. I was like, "Holy shit, this movie goes the fuck off." Yeah. It rules. Can, it, we, can we dig into the the Hawks coach? What's yes. his deal? Like, what's uh, his fucking deal? He, I, mean, I mean, his deal is the, the, sorry, uh, his deal is that this Pee Wee hockey team seems uh, winning seems to be the only thing that's going on in his life and has been for the past several decades. Because he, he was already of dollars to do he was, it. Yeah. He was already ruining Gordon Bombay's life several years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like <laughs> that's like I I feel like that is a type of person who like because maybe things in their life didn't work mm-hmm. out or maybe they made certain moral compromises in their life. Mm-hmm. They sort of, they find a way to convince themselves that, you know, X is the thing in life that matters. Mm-hmm. And as long as they are loyal to X, in this case, X equals winning hockey games, you yeah. know, that as long as they are hyper loyal to that cause above anything else that like shows, you know, it shows character, it shows moral fortitude mm-hmm. to to stick to something like that. Yeah. And they think that because they value X, like their value of X makes them a good person. Yeah. And anything they do in service of X is like, will get them to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for this guy, that's like winning in hockey games. And so that's why like anything else can be sacrificed for that goal. Yeah. Okay, that's you know I like that it it can get him to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's funny with with all of this though I I will ask Lilith. Yes, have you heard the the rumors the leaks of what's going to happen with the upcoming Disney Plus 
Mighty Ducks TV show. I haven't I haven't wanted to look too far into it because I'm okay. like I'm like nervous. You know, I'm excited. I want there mm. I want it to be a good Mighty Ducks show. Um, but if you want to discuss it here on the podcast, this is, this is the perfect time to discuss it. Yeah, I, I because there is something very interesting that um, bothered me about the what what I'd heard was the crux of the show, mm-hmm. and now having just rewatched Mighty Ducks, I I am still bothered by what I have heard is the crux of the show. Let's hear it, and and that is that um, the Mighty Ducks team is still going. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's you know all new players, of course. Right. Except the the their what begins the show is that a boy doesn't make it onto the team because the players are are snotty. They have they they have uh, uh have an elite attitude where they don't want I mean, you know certain kinds of players, and so he has to start his own team. And maybe they'll have the new spirit of the ducks because Bombay comes in, of course. Let me, let me. Here's, here's, here's what I can, here's what I can say, is mm-hmm. that um, th- I think that the, the, the emotional arc of almost every piece of Mighty Ducks medium, uh, media, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. is the ducks losing their way, or at least a few ducks losing their way? Because uh, as I said, D two like almost beat for beat matches Gordon Bombay's art because like it, you know it's a it, they get they get there's like an international tournament and mm-hmm. the ducks get sponsored and and uh you know Gordon Bombay then gets too wrapped up in trying to please the sponsors with wins and kind of takes on his old persona from the beginning of the first mighty ducks and it's just kind of so like i don't know it's it's a good emotional arc and i think i think that uh i I, that makes sense to me i think they'll make it work i don't know i'm into it i just i just you know it it almost makes me sad that you know the ducks are are like um, perhaps the villains of this show I, I think I think you know I think it'll probably be the the show I think the show will probably I hope be about either the ducks turning around and I mean whatever if the ducks are the villains of the show then I will I will I will fly with this new flock whoever it is I mean that's the thing right is people people or organizations refuse to examine themselves yeah. and refuse to examine their release and then they eventually get to a point where they are the, the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's real. That happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Quack. Quack. <laughs> quack. 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 See, you just chant quack over and over again, and then you don't realize that uh, the quack that you're chanting for is uh, is evil. It's become evil. <laughs> it's an evil quack. It's an evil quack. Um, I believe the only evil that quacks in the night is... Um, Dark Darkwing Duck. That's <laughs> that's true. Or no, that's I mean, Nega Duck was the evil one. I yeah. don't know. What, okay. what was the I've deal? I've never seen Darkwing. All right. <laughs> Are we still? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think Lily and I just both decided to shut you down yeah. when you tried to go on a Darkwing Duck path. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the only duck media where we can't even talk about the cartoon where they were aliens or something. Oh, I I've still never haven't seen, seen Darkwing Duck. I'm sorry, I just don't know. No, no, no. But there was a Mighty Ducks cartoon that I admittedly have not seen. Um, I have not seen that either. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it was I've a heard Saturday it was very morning. Good. I'd watched it. Uh, I don't remember most of it, but I. I uh, did some reading on it, and yeah, they they come from an alien uh, uh-huh. dimension or something. So they're and it, like Howard the Ducks. Well, except that they get they do play hockey somehow. They, they feel, have a they feel a little more Monstars than, but like yeah. Monstars were good. Except they're also they're trying to stop a um, there's a, like an evil dragon being that is going to holy shit. Take this over. sounds excellent. And um, they're they're trying to stop that being from doing that. I mean that's like a rich tradition is of Saturday morning cartoons that introduce crazy sci-fi elements into properties yeah. that didn't have anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, should we go back to the minute? Yeah. Uh, it's nothing personal. The punch. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the punch. We could say because that's where we are right now. Is that a thing? That's a movie. I've never heard of it. Uh, it stars Mr. Uh, he played Xavier in the prequels. James McAvoy? Yeah. All right. 
I appreciate you referring to those movies as the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else are they? What else could... I mean, there's, you're not wrong. Yeah. There's no other film series where I could just say the prequels and you'd understand what I meant. <laughs> Don't be mean to Star Wars. <laughs> I think I was being mean to you, but it's, it's all in good fun. <laughs> the Punch. Welcome to The Punch. So, Sunset Punch. The way that Dunch, Dun- Dunstan Dunch- punches Dunstan. in is where the sequel where Dunstan gets a <laughs> shitty part-time job. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Mr. Grant says, Dunstan, we can't have you as part of our family anymore. You have to live on your own. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I'm just imagining it like the plot of um, Arthur 2. Don't worry, I know none of you have seen that film. Where the plot of Arthur Two is that the it wasn't called Arthur Two, right? It was called Arthur like Two Rehab on the Rocks. Or something. On the Rocks, of course. And he had he had, he lost all of his money, and he had to go work a regular job, and that's what Dunstan would be like at a job, just very bad at it. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think Dunstan would be good at his job. Well, he'd have to find a good job. You know, he'd have to find the right job for him. Yeah. 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 Um. So it's nothing personal. He gets punched. Now the way Dunst- Dunstan does the punch. Yeah. It's just straight out at him. And then the way that Buck Lafarge reacts is it's like um, he's like, you know, Daffy Duck readjusting his beak, but with his jaw. There's a lot of cartoon action here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of, he, it's like his jaw was pushed back into his skull the way he's holding it. And then he kind of readjusts and he says, I deserve that. And then Kyle laughs much like um, Muttley did on on um, Wacky Races. He puts his hand up over his mouth. I don't know titters. what that is. The, the, the Scooby Doo. When Scooby Doo laughs, he puts his paw in front of his face. Yeah, he does. That's true. I'll reference another cartoon dog. That's true. That is that'll give you. Uh, Buck Lafarge, very strange performance. This whole stream, this whole scene, I would say. Yeah. Is he putting it's on like, a? He's putting on a voice he's never done before. He's putting on a voice he's never done. It's weird. It just doesn't fit in with the with the rest of Pee Wee Herman's appearances in this film. Mm-hmm. Paul Rubens, excuse me. Yeah, I I assume that's true. I've never seen <laughs> Paul Rubens in this film well, and, up and to this point. Is, Paul Rubens isn't even doing a voice like Paul Rubens in this moment. He's no. doing a new voice. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I've never liked this final appearance of Paul Rubens. I'm going to say something else. Mm-hmm. What? I don't like this film. It's a bad film. <laughs> I've only seen movie. three m- minutes of it so far. It seems bad. <laughs> I want to I ask Loth, can you recall anything from the previous two minutes that you've, yes. you've seen? Okay. Lord Rutledge's monkey torture device. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that freaked my shit out. That was for my <laughs> Punisher Warzone uh, minute. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so then now we're in, we're in the final shot of the minute. We see um, in the foreground is Lionel Spaulding sleeping, uh, and he's he's on a table. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he's been cleaned up, and his glasses have been put back on him. Mm-hmm. Who's done that? Fuck off. The script Don't, supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> Actively sabotaging this film. Yeah, the, the rogue script supervisor who's like, I need to find some way to make it clear that I wasn't invested in this film. <laughs> because, yeah. like, literally within this same minute, Lionel Spaulding was covered in cake and his glasses were gone. Yeah. And he's only fallen in more cake since. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's he's sleeping clean, um, and then in the in the background, uh, Mr. Grant and uh, his son Kyle are walking towards camera, mm-hmm. and Mr. Grant says the immortal line to his son. You know, I've never Isn't actually. Uh, oh God! Oh, I can't. No, I've never writing. attacked okay, another human kid. being Brian in my life. P, he's bigger than the other one. What? That's how we know it's Brian. No, their their names are interchangeable. They're not. None. No character is solid in this movie. <laughs> no, we devised. Uh, we made a device oh for figuring this out. Kyle K. He's a kid. 
Brian. B, he's a bigger kid than the other kid. <laughs> well, now I, I mean, it's ruined anyway because I can't read what the hell I wrote down. It's You know, I've never actually uh, attacked another human being. I actually just watched it. it. Yeah. 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 That's and that is such a thing, such a r- really buck wild thing to say to yeah. someone, especially your child. Mm-hmm. And then the minute ends. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. We are finally free from this hell. Andrew, we haven't talked about this. Mm. We're so close to the end of the movie. Yeah. We have almost reached salvation. I'm so happy for we you both. We have almost reached the day. Or we are not beholden to the fucking, you know, weird God that is our inner psyche that told us that a thing we should do is commit to doing a podcast mm-hmm. about the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In. There will come a time in our life where we don't have to talk about this movie anymore. And by God, I'm so excited about that. I'm so happy for you both. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> we're we're almost there. Oh, this is this is the part right where I'm supposed to say what the next minute, huh? What it's paired with, yes. Yeah, you know. And you like a every little time I do bastard this. man have not been updating the movie logs, so I never know in advance what you're talking about, which robs me of the opportunity to watch the film. Well, and I'll tell you the other thing is I took a picture of the piece of paper that I wrote down all my choices on, and then I can never find it fast enough. <laughs> In my in my scroll of pictures, um, I think I know what it is, but I, the problem is I don't want to say it until I see it. Um, of course, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think I'm just going to have to say it and hope that it hope that it works out. To be honest, what is minute eighty paired with? Um, minute eighty is paired with. Let's see, I thought I found it. I thought I could double check myself. Yeah, there it is. I always want to double check because I never know what the hell I was thinking when I wrote these of things course. down. Uh, Minute 80 is paired with another 1996 ape film. Oh, shit. What What is this going to be? Ed! (laughs) What? Ed, the movie starring Matt LeBlanc and the orangutan. And it's baseball. (laughs) I'm so glad y'all had me on for this one. Yeah. Um, I Quack. can Quack. do Quack. Pod- podcasts. <laughs> Plugs. I do Plugs. another podcast called uh, Nothing New, a remake podcast with uh, Justin Keys on. Every month we talk about film remakes. Find that at benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And I do another show called It's On My List. It's on my list pod.com. It's where you can find that. It's every month me and a group of friends get together and talk about movies people say you should see. Uh, so go check that out. It's on my list pod.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew, and I'm going to throw it to Lilith. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to keep my plugs short. I make a podcast called Ghost Puncher Core. Um, we just did a storyline called Grid Breaker. Uh, it's a it's a it, the 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 whole show is like a it's like a tabletop role playing podcast. If you've you know watched Critical Role or listened to The Adventure Zone, whatever, uh, it's like ten times better than that. Um, it, and you know I know when you're getting into a podcast, there's like always like a big backlog, um, and we have like forty episodes now. Um, so just pick up episode twenty eight and go forward from there. Only the numbered episodes. I promise it'll be really good. You'll love it, and you'll thank me, and then you'll say nice things to me on Twitter, which my Twitter is at Death Carpets. Okay, that's me. My Twitter is very cool, Emily. Um, so that's my Instagram. You can find me on Twitch. Uh, just go to dietcoke.cool. I mean, listen, you can go to twitch.tv slash dietcoke666, but just go to dietcoke.cool. It's a cool website that we all love to use all the time. It's cool. Um, I have some other podcasts. One is called Go Go Godzilla with Justin Keyson, who you might remember from some earlier plugs, mm-hmm. and uh, Vic Perfecto. That's a podcast where we talk about Godzilla movies. I also do uh, the Big Match Minute. Never heard of it. With some fucking bitch <laughs> named <laughs> named Lily, my best friend. Yeah, um, we talk about we talk about wrestling matches that we think are significant to us in some way, and we do them minute by minute, just like on this show. Um, Except better. I could just you know because it's not this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the wrestling matches we watch are like by definition better than this movie. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Um, 
We're talking about as the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania 36 right now. It's a it's a wild time if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> have you have you all had a guest yet? Just throw me in no. on something. Oh, uh, we. All right, we'll you know what? You. I, there's been a couple people I've been meaning to ask. Um, and uh, Andrew, can I be honest? Yeah. Podcasting with the two of you at one time has been this whole time like a true joy yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, two people in the world I would I would most like to be podcasting with. Uh, I, I mean that sincerely, and it's this episode has truly been a, a real pleasure for me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Get, let's get anyway, emotional right at the end here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rate and review us on uh, Apple, whatever, and uh, give us five stars. And in the text of your review, write a dramatic monologue. Can be about anything, mm-hmm. but something that you imagine would be uh, fun to hear read out loud by a professional actor. I like that. Uh, we That's have a Patreon. Good one. Pa- whatever. Hey, let me. Like, can I? Checks, man. Huh. Can I? Uh, can I actually? Can I redouble your uh, your 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 offer for uh, if if any of you do leave a review on Apple iTunes um, that is a dramatic monologue, it is a five star of this podcast. I will do a dramatic reading of said dramatic monologue. Wow! And I will, I, I will just give uh, God, y'all God bless the you, the MP3 I was, file. I, uh, I was going to do that, but now I don't have to. So and, and y'all can do whatever you want with it. Okay, so go do that, please. This is a good show, um, and I will do that. We have a Twitter uh, at Majestic Hotel and Why. Uh, we have a Instagram at Dunce and checks men. We're on YouTube somewhere. Uh, yeah, just go to the YouTube. Yeah, and uh, you know whatever whatever else there is that needs to be done, take care of it. Do it. And remember, Dunson is spelled with a U. Fuck. And we're checking out. Nice. Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, quoting them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.